I'm just I'm gonna freestyle it. You do your intro and then I'm gonna freestyle mine. Oh jeez. Okay. I'm gonna freestyle. Yo yo, my name's Joe Ciano. <laughs> I go mano a mano. <laughs> Day versus night, dawn versus darkness. I'm Lex Luthor. Hey, by J.C. Eisenberg. <laughs> he tried. He tried. Oh my fucking god. Okay. <laughs> he tried. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get on. <laughs> hey, welcome to Divisive Issues, a uh, special episode here. I uh, usually talk uh, controversial issues in comics and the wacky, the zany, um, and whatever the rest of the you know Looney Tunes uh, theme goes. <laughs> Tiny tunes, whatever. Uh, this week, though, we're, we're doing a special episode. We're talking about uh, the smash hit movie, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Very natural title. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> well, we already know how this is going to go. Um, anyway. So, who are you, mystery host man? Mystery host. We're like nine episodes in or whatever. You still got to say your name. That's how it works. Say my name. Say my name. I'm Josiana. I'm Sly Crapper. And I'm Ryan Lynch. This episode, we have a very special guest. Uh, you may have uh, heard her name uh, mentioned on this podcast before. Um, frequent supporter of the show and uh, beautiful lady, Ariel. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show. Long overdue. And, uh, we're not that far into the show. <laughs> it's nine episodes. We should have a guest star. Okay, if you say so. This is, this is our crossover. She's oh, Batman, Batman, and we're, <laughs> man, we're Superman. Those issues versus Ariel Zera. <laughs> we tricked her into being here so we could fight her. I take it back. This is actually the episode title. This is an intervention. <laughs> Divisive Issues Podcast v. Ariel Zera. <laughs> Dawn of Podcast. Okay, so how are we gonna how are we gonna pierce this veil? We're gonna pierce this. this. All right. So no, for I... those of you that don't know, this is this is the sequel by definition to uh, the Man of Steel movie, which came out uh, Some 2000, time ago. 2013. 2013 came out, hit the theaters, um, and this is now the second entry in what DC is making in their cinematic movie universe. So before we get into the movie, let's give a little bit of backstory on Man of Steel. Yeah, we're not really going to talk too much about the plot of Man of Steel because they do recap it in the movie more or less. But Man of Steel, like you said, came out and I wasn't listening. 2013. 2013. And was a darker take on Superman. Yes. More or less. Uh, how did we feel about Man of Steel? I know Ariel didn't see it. Nope. <laughs> I felt okay. Um, I, there are parts of it that I really liked. I thought that a the actor did a great job. Um, I thought it was better shots. But this was very much a rookie super... I looked at it as this is very much a rookie Superman who's in way over his head when it comes to fighting and making decisions. Um, he, he, he very much comes off as a Superman at the beginning of his career. Um, and this is really is. He doesn't have a lot of experience before this movie starts where yeah. he's actually Superman. And so that made me able to forgive a lot of the flaws of the movie and a lot of the decision-making that happens. But for the people who didn't like this as the take of Superman, I absolutely understand why. I felt that J- Zack Snyder is the director of both Batman yes. v Superman and Man of Steel. And if you're familiar with Zack Snyder's work, like 300, Sucker Punch. Watchmen. He- Watchmen. He's very visual. 
but I feel he misses a lot of character work, and his movies look really great, but don't always hold up to multiple watches. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked Man of Steel the first time I saw it, but the after I saw it a second or third time, I, it fe- I started to feel that it was very bleak and hopeless, which is kind of the opposite of how I feel about Superman, and I felt very... Like, who am I rooting for here? So, I wasn't too optimistic going into Batman v Superman. What about you, Sly? I, I, I wouldn't mind if it was a young Superman starting out, but my problem with the film was I felt it was tone-deaf to its own messages in the film. Because they try to show that Superman's trying to... The problem I have is Superman blows up a lot of buildings, a lot of collateral damage, a lot of people die in the middle of these big fights between him and Zod. And it shows Superman uh, trying to uh, protect people. Like they have one scene where he's in Kansas and he tells people, "Go to your homes, stay, lock your doors, make sure you don't come out. We're gonna have this big fight in the streets." My problem with the movie is the scene before that was Superman bringing the villains to that same town, throwing them through the gas station, blowing up said gas station, and making them land in the middle of that town. And then after, it well, tells everyone. Go to your homes. He starts throwing them, throwing the villains into train stations and stuff. He does not move the fight out of the city, the town whatsoever. If it was, if it felt, if it felt like a purposefully executed depiction of uh, Superman being clumsy, I would accept it. But it seems like it didn't understand what it was doing when it was making Superman throw Zod into the middle of town. Like it felt like it was tone deaf to its own attempt. At Superman. The best way I could put it is in Ant Man. We see Ant Man taking more of an effort to save ants than we see of Superman trying to save human beings in Man of Steel. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that that's very fair. Uh, my whole thing was, and the way I kind of justify is he's never fought A, anyone, B, anyone at his own power level. But like I said before, all the gripes that people have, I completely, totally, I get it. Okay, so I think that's enough about Man of Steel. Yeah. Let's get into Batman v Superman. Would you the Dawn of it? Justice. Don't Dawn of, uh, Dawn right, of right. Justice. Beavis Dudge. <laughs> yeah, Beavis Dudge. Yeah. <laughs> so, who would you recommend to see this movie? Let's start with the newbie, Ariel. I would not recommend this movie to anyone. It's like she's listened to our podcast before. <laughs> you know the deal. <laughs> so, you, you don't think anyone should watch it? Not really. I mean... I wouldn't recommend it for children. I wouldn't... Like, there's good action scenes, but not enough good action scenes for me to suggest it to people who, like, are going to see an action movie. It's not, like, great for superheroes, either. It doesn't portray them very well. So we've seen that before, where... We talk about books, we're like, who is this for? What audience is this trying to reach? I'm inclined to agree. The only people I can see really liking this movie are people that hate Superman. I agree. Okay. I agree. If you think Superman is a chump and boring, and you don't get why people like this Boy Scout, I think you'll think this movie's awesome. What about you, Joe? Um, I would reckon this movie to anyone who just isn't going to take it seriously and pretend that this, like, stands alone and wasn't actually part of a cinematic universe. Then why would you watch it? To watch a movie. The same way you would pick up... Same way you... Same reason why you would read, like, uh, Red Dawn Superman. There are better movies. (laughs) 
Well, he's not saying don't see any other movies. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying like you should you shouldn't watch like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies and fuck like, that movie. This, this. Is, this is a different Superman right here. You're asking me who I recommend this to. Anyone that just wants to see like this so, dark, like, gritty alternate take on these characters, like the superhero m- films of old, where we like in the '90s when we would see superhero movies that were just a movie. Yeah, they didn't necessarily have to tie into a bigger narrative. Yeah, it was just it's the new Batman movie. Yeah, you don't have to see any other Batman movies to get it. It's just a Batman movie. Yeah, if you could look at it like that, like look at it like a red sun Superman, or look at it like a um, what's a look at it as a Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, which is if, a book that yes, would definitely which is heavily influenced this movie in terms of design and tone. Then you know what? Sure, go see it. If you can live with the, the flaws of it and just look at it as a movie. Also, if you have sure. like 40 hours to kill, this movie's so long. Two and a half hour runtime. If you have a bladder of steel, like Superman. <laughs> a bladder of steel. <laughs> but I, as I, I'd have a hard time when I came home and I'm talking to my parents, I'm like, I would have a tough time telling it taking a child to see this movie. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It is it is very bleak. The fact that it has a rated R cut coming out on DVD is scary to is me. It's scary. Uh cuz I don't know what like I'm just trying to imagine what that's like and I almost don't want to. Yeah. What but you, that's what I recommend oh, for if it's just like, you know, if you want to see a you know, alternate take a a red sun superman a I keep blanking on it. Dark Knight Returns type movie. Sure, go see this, but don't try not to take us on anything more than that. But that's kind of the flaw of this, is that it is more than that. It is the grimmest superhero movie I've ever seen. And I don't mean grimmest from McDonald's. I mean the <laughs> grimmest superhero movie. What about you, you, yeah. I, I agree with Ariel. I think she got a good head on her shoulders, and she'll go well on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Who wants to start this? I'll take the dream sequence. Okay. Because that's what it is. Okay. It opens up with... There are a, a lot of dream sequences in this movie. Yeah. I hated that, actually. So, I'll open this up. Um, the first dream sequence is... A, we have a cutbacks, like a juxtaposition of the death of the Waynes. Um, Which I thought was done very well. If you've ever seen any death of the Waynes It's every scene, single one it is one just, scene. Yes, it is like that. I thought with, this, this stood out, though. Yeah. This was a good retelling. This is a concise one, but it tells... like. The pearls, the gunshot, everything's exactly what you imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was quick, it was concise, but that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Is it. We all know the story, but I thought it was done very poignantly. I actually thought that the opening was probably my one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so there's that, and then it cuts back and forth between that and the scene of Bruce Wayne running away at the funeral. Uh, you get the classic falling in a well scene and the bats flying around him but they start lifting except and, yeah, and the, the bats, bats like levitate him out and that's when i was like okay what's going on yeah me too I, i'm glad we yeah. all had the same like what the hell is happening here type yeah. reaction to that part here's, and, here's why i don't like that scene that much because all the visuals from it feel so ripped off from batman begins like, even him falling down the well and the bats circling around him only thing that really added to it was the weird him flying shit the thing is batman begins is so great that I would rather watch Zack Snyder emulate Batman Begins than try to tell his own story. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> so he wakes up, like, uh, you know, and he's there's like a narr- there's like a like an, a voiceover about yeah. how the bats lift him up in the yeah. dream. Yeah, it's a lie. Yeah, but it's a lie. Yeah. Everything is darkness. Yeah, I don't get how it's a lie. It's a dream. It, yeah, 
How is, is, what it, is by exactly. definition is a lie of his memory. Yeah. Like that's not what happened. I assume he just cried when yeah. all the bats flew. The bats didn't help him. The bat, the bats <laughs> just flew around and like left him alone. So yeah, that happens, and then you it wait. fast forwards, right? We get the the cut of during Man of Steel. It's Man of Steel from Bruce Wayne's perspective running through Metropolis. So yeah. this is the plot of Man of Steel that matters. Yeah. Superman and Zod, who's also a Kryptonian, yes. and superpowered, same superpowers as Superman, super, 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 had a giant fight in Metropolis and leveled the city. Yeah. Somebody actually calculated the damage done, like, money-wise, yeah. and I've never seen destruction like this in a superhero yeah. movie, out, like, outside of Man of Steel. And it's basically just them destroying the city from the street level perspective, from Bruce Wayne's perspective. Yeah, and all and a bunch of people, uh, Bruce Wayne's friends die in Wayne Tower. And- yeah, yeah. They go into the uh, the the Wayne Enterprises branch of Metropolis, um, and most of the building comes down. Yeah, and I actually thought this scene was really well done, even though I hated it. But I didn't hate it. For this movie's fault. Yeah. It just reminded me of how bleak and grim and dark and lifeless Man of Steel was. Mm -hmm. So, because they kind of addressed that at the beginning of the movie, I actually went in during the scene being like, oh, they're addressing how horrible that was. They are going to make Superman... They're going to show the consequences of this. And that could be interesting. So I was intrigued by this scene. I actually... I love this scene. I love seeing the human perspective of... Two gods destroying your city in their in their super fight. Yeah, I actually love the scene too. And it, uh, the movie does actually give you a good setup to why Batman hates Superman. Like yeah. you believe that Batman will hate yeah, Superman in this context. Yeah. You it's see his Batman building. like he goes holding through, this yeah. girl, and you see Superman. He's watching Superman go through a building and smash Zod through the whole building, and he's holding this girl that he just saved from like dying. Yeah. It is it, it's scary. Like it you get the fear level of the common person. Yeah. watching this go on. Speaking of the common people, one of the important people he saves, it's yeah. going to come back later, is one of the Wayne employees. He had rubble and debris fall on his legs. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne saves him. Yes. What the, I think this is a good time to talk briefly about how do you feel about Ben Affleck in this movie? I thought it was great. I think across the board the casting I really enjoyed in this movie. Um, I kind of thought he'd do a pretty good job, at least as Bruce Wayne, uh, which he nails in this particular scene. Yeah. Um, I love the casting this movie. I, <laughs> I wish they had more to work with. Yeah. Them. I wish I wish they had a more faithful adaptation to work with. So it's okay. So yeah. after this, for after this is when it fast forwards eighteen. Yes, months eighteen later. months later. Um, does it open in Africa? It goes. Yeah, Lois. Yeah. Okay. It opens. Uh, then we have Lois in Africa. She okay. she is uh, interviewing like a terrorist military leader, um, exclusive for you know the Daily Planet, and it's discovered that one the photographer that she brought with her. Um, is actually a CIA spy. Did you like the Jimmy Olsen cameo there? Was that actually was that meant to be Jimmy Olsen? In the, in the R-rated cut, Zack Snyder confirms that was Jimmy Olsen. Well, he doesn't last long, Jimmy Olsen. And and, and Zack Snyder said, we didn't, have, we didn't have a major role for Jimmy Olsen in this big cinematic universe, so we thought, Zack Snyder said, what he does to Jimmy in this film, he thought would be fun. And what he has is Jimmy Olsen gets shot in the head. That sums up Zack Snyder's whole look at this movie, I think. It'll be fun. 
I think this was a good take on, you know, all the quirky Silver Age Jimmy Olsen stories where J- Jimmy Olsen's a CIA, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen's a CIA-like agent, and it goes horribly wrong. But Jimmy Olsen was like a millionaire for a day, or when he turned into the Turtle Boy. Exactly. No, he's or, a CIA agent. a CIA agent. How and wacky is that? Things go poorly for Jimmy Olsen. But because this is the, a, um... The Batman vs. Superman universe, it goes poorly and he dies. Yeah. This is the ruins of the DC universe. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's a good comparison. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he dies. Um, and who would come to Lois's rescue but Superman, who comes bursting through? Um, he smashes the, the tyrant through the wall. Yeah. yeah the tyrant through. He murders him. And at the same time, a couple of the terrorist guys yeah. turn on the, all their buddies and kill everyone there. Everyone and like this isn't just like terrorists, but it's also the whole village. Yeah, yeah, that they that they're occupied in. Um, so then we we cut to this. Is this the courtroom the hearing? Scene. Yeah, the courtroom yeah. hearing. Don't uh, they? When do they cut to the scuba scene? Oh, that happened right before the Lois Lane, where they find the crypt. Yeah. Another part of Man. There are two things in Man. So it's got two front battle. Uh, the first was in Metropolis, and the other part was over the Indian Ocean, where Superman tries to destroy this terraforming type machine kind of sort of bizarre basically there's like these like natives snorkeling and like treasure hunting and they find a big green rock it's kryptonite well he cracks it open yeah it's It's pretty obvious i said kryptonite it's (laughs) It's crap (laughs) this movie's crap yes it is crap tonight so So back to the courtroom all right the courtroom is uh they're having hearings on superman it's like a u.s senate hearing uh, regarding Superman and the incident in Africa comes up and they're holding Superman accountable, essentially. Accountable? Accountable. <laughs> they're holding him accountable? They're trying okay. to. But the, um... they, bl- they blame for the Africa Yeah, They think Superman's the one who killed the villagers. Yes. Which makes no sense. They do argue, Senator Finch says, well, he took out these terrorists, left a power vacuum, and chaos ensued. So just because he can do something doesn't mean he should do something. I'm not going to lie, is my favorite part of this movie. Really? Yeah. Because it's a world... They create a world where Superman's not allowed to be Superman. Well, here's the thing, though. This is my problem with this. And I feel like this is as good a time as any to jump in with this. They do something that uh, we've talked about a lot, of telling us, not showing us. That they say Superman inspires people, and he brings hope, and he's a savior to so many people. We don't see that. We Agreed. see, like, a small montage of him saving, like... A small montage that's shown in a very creepy way. It feels very dark and scary, even when we're supposed to be inspired, I guess. So, yeah. I just felt like they did a lot of this where they kept telling us people love Superman. But I saw Man of Steel, and I already love Superman. They didn't have to sell me, and I didn't feel like he earned any love from anybody. I don't get why he's so beloved. He destroyed a city. I actually got the impression that everyone hates Superman. And Me too, except for Metropolis, where they love Superman. Which and they Lois. shouldn't. Oh, and Lois, yeah. It's okay. Lex, LexCorp. Um, oh, wait, before you see LexCorp, you see that scene where Batman brands... Oh, Batman. yeah, great scene. So this okay. is a pretty yeah, standard kind of Batman introduction, where there's cops investigating some sort of, I guess, like human trafficking place, and they find a bunch of women locked up in a cell in the basement. And they say, okay, we're going to take you home. So they keep saying, like, the nightmare saved us, the demon saved us. And they try to get them out of the cage, or the, out of no, the cell. No, 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 no. And they go, no, 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 He's Yeah, they refuse. Here. They close the door back. Yeah. Which I think is really to, cool. Yeah. Because, like, I, I think Batman's done pretty well in this movie. 
But I've seen Batman... I almost think he's done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of flaws. But this was a really cool scene where Batman has saved them, but they're just as afraid of Batman as they were of their captors. And they don't want to even be... They don't even want to accept the freedom Batman gave them until Batman is gone. So the cops hear Batman upstairs, they run upstairs to look at him, and they find... Some guy, he's like tied up and he has... A bat brand on his chest. Batman seared a bat, his bat logo onto this guy's chest. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, like, if he took a batarang and made, like, a branding iron out of it. I think that is exactly what he does. I like to think he put it up against the, because uh, he has the guy tied to the radiator. Yeah. I think he held the batarang up to the radiator yeah. and then, like, placed it on his, like, his... So they see him, and they see Batman in the corner, and the police guy starts shooting at Batman. This is really silly. He is up in the corner of, like, the ceiling. Yeah. Like, held onto the wall. But he, like, waits there in the light until awkward, the guy awkwardly. sees him. It's yeah, really awkward. Batman's yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, I hope he doesn't see me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like if your parents come into the room while you're, like, jerking off or something, you hide in the corner, and you hope he doesn't see you. <laughs> Sly, why are you pantsless in the corner? Because I'm masturbating. I just explained it. <laughs> I was supposed to be your mom in that scene. <laughs> I like to think you hide, and then you're like, you found me, mom. <laughs> got me red-handed. Literally. Anyway. Literally? <laughs> I got, you know... Burn marks from chafing. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> okay, this, is, this is exactly so, what this episode needed, apparently. So then the cops, you know, shoot at Batman, yeah. and then one of the other the, the other cop... Try, almost kills the other cop with, yeah. with a shotgun. Yeah, so he thinks it's Batman, he goes to shoot him, the guy goes, you almost took my face off. And then he says... You're not Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's like, sorry, I never saw him before. Yeah, and then the other cop says, uh, sorry... Uh, try not to shoot at the bad guys. Try to not shoot at the good guys. Which I kind of took as there were some cops who liked Batman. Yeah, yeah I took oh, no, that they, too. They, they said later on that uh, Clark Kent gets pissed off because the Gotham, our pals to Gotham don't go after Batman. They basically say, what, what, what are you going after Batman for? He's like, he's like helping us. And Clark's like, this is bullshit. He's like searing criminals and stuff. Now, at this point, I felt like this was a new Batman. But later on, they say he's been Batman for like 20 years. I, yeah. I assume there's a retired Batman like it was in Batman Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight Returns? Whatever. Both of them. <laughs> but uh, just to clarify, uh, you mentioned Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns is a story where a retired Batman comes back and from retirement. Superman says, stop being, reti- stop being unretired. Batman says no, and then they fight and Batman beats the chef. It is one of the most iconic, gritty Batman stories, if not the most. But... It's just four issues. It's not supposed to be the established universe. Yeah, it was an else. It was like it started the Elseworlds concepts of so you, you know, Punisher kills Mark universe, uh, that that kind of stuff. But Zack Snyder's like, I want this to be the basis of our universe. Yeah. So, I thought it was weird how Batman's like this whole branding thing. Like he's making news as if he's new. Yeah, I think the the branding the was branding new. The branding new. was new. The yeah. branding is like. His new... But even the way Superman talks about Batman later, I yeah. felt like he was just finding out about him for the first time, but they say Batman's been around for 20 years. Well, what's, what we're saying here is this movie does not clarify the Batman's role in this universe very well. Yeah. No. For sure. No, it doesn't, but I did like the older veteran No, I, I did... I yeah. liked it a lot, too. So I like Dark Knight Returns. It's like a movie. Good book. Well, I like... He was older, but he wasn't, like, 50 or 60 like he is yeah. in Dark Knight Returns. He has gray hair, though. Yeah. And Ben Affleck, he looked... Bruce Wayne. He looked like Bruce Wayne. He yeah. did a great job. Yeah, as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And his Batman was... As a, as a Michael Keaton-esque murderous Batman, he's pretty good. 
he kills a lot of fucking people in this movie. Yeah, he does. We'll get to that, like, later. Like, no subtle. Like, he definitely kills a bunch of people. Oh, yeah, big time. Well, we should mention this now. Like, this movie talks about this matchup as it's day versus night. But did you Superman, see? Superman kills people, and Batman and kills Batman. people. Yeah. So it's evening versus later dusk on twilight. Yeah. yeah, like it's not Davis <laughs> Nights. Uh, here's I feel like I feel like Superman at least feels bad. Batman has no remorse when he murders these people. Did you guys see the Dayman versus Nightman recut of the trailer where no. they took the song oh, from Always God. Sunny and put it over the trailer? Yes. It's I, wonderful. I just heard the Toll Troll song from that same episode, <laughs> which is pretty great. So, okay. Now LexCorp? Yes. Finally? Um, So so I want to give a little background. Uh, Sly reads the advanced scripts on these things, and he said this, the whole LexCorp was opened up with, like, this, like, wacky montage of Lex Luthor playing basketball and, like, doing stuff. And it's really funny to me because when it looks like I believe the senator walks in, yes, yeah. with, with like a committee, with a with another committee member who Lex brokers a deal with, but it opens up with Lex playing basketball in a very like new media, yeah, like Google type of corporation, corporation. like 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 they have this big open rec room, but I was just like, oh my god, he's playing basketball. <laughs> I think Lex Luthor is the best comic book villain that has ever existed. Personally, I'm a huge Lex Luthor fan. This Lex Luthor is not Lex Luthor at all. He is so... He's a joker. He's, he's like a fool. He's, he's Yeah, he's a fool. However, like I will say Jesse psychotic. Eisenberg was my favorite part of this movie. Watching him chew this scenery was the most fun I had in this entire film, and I yearned for the time he was on the screen. <laughs> I found him really annoying. Some actors can ham up and be really fun, he he was trying to do a joke, be the Joker's movie. He was not a good Joker. I loved it. I'm I'm siding with Ryan on this yes. one. I think, I think he got the, he played the role that that character was supposed to be to yes. a T. Yes. It's clearly it is role. it is not. But that is not his fault. That is not his fault. I'm not blaming. I never. I should clarify. I'm never blaming Jesse Eisenberg on this. I'm blaming the fact that he's playing a terrible role and doing. His fucking social network impression. It, it, it is a hammed up, like, yeah, crazy, but he does it very well. Like, he, to his credit, he makes the most out of this not Lex Luthor. Ariel, back me up. Was this terrible or not? I think at first I didn't like it at all because I was like, this isn't Lex Luthor. I don't get it. But then once he was crazy the whole time, I was like, <laughs> I guess he's just a crazy, like, he. Okay, my initial reaction was like, He's trying to be the Mad Hatter. That's what... I was like, he's got fluffy hair, and he's wearing polka dot shirts. He does look like the Mad Hatter. He's wearing yeah. polka dot shirts and sneakers, and this is not any Lex Luthor that I'm familiar with. But... Joe mentioned this before, briefly, when we talked about the score. He walks down a hallway at one point, and it plays basically the Imperial March from Star Wars. <laughs> dump, 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 and, dump. And again, he has like this crazy scientist hair and a polka yeah. dot shirt on. He's very manic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very and manic. As soon as I saw him like doing this like goofier version of the Imperial March, walking down this hallway, I was like, this is great. This is fun. Yeah. This is the only fun that this movie has. And you know what? And it's the villain, of course. Yeah. The villain's more fun than the actual heroes. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. it's DC now. But when we, when I was watching it, I was like, if I just accept this, like Joe said, as just an Elseworlds whatever, I enjoyed the ride Jesse Eisenberg gave us a lot. Yeah. But 
you know, we, got, we have to. Unfortunately, the movie goes on. The movie goes on. It is not just we, the Jesse Eisenberg comedy hour, yes. which would have been way better. <laughs> All right, so um, pretty much the council comes to him for help. Um, Lex Luthor um, initially pitches the idea of a kryptonite bullet as a Superman deterrent to the senator who is holding the a um, Finch. Her. Yeah. Who's no, holding? No, he pitches it to. He pitches it to both of them first. Yes. Uh, what he has is he has a sliver of kryptonite, kryptonite. and he says, "I want to make a we- I want to weaponize this as a way to kill Superman." And one yeah. guy goes, "A Superman deterrent." Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, he goes, "We don't have to necessarily use it, but for the day that Superman turns evil, if he does, we should have a way to stop him. This yeah. will stop him from going bad." Yes. One senator likes the idea. Senator Finch, though, who runs the committee, who runs the committee, doesn't. And yeah. he's basically all he's asking is for permission to import the big rock of kryptonite because it's like a radioactive mineral or whatever. He needs government permission to import it from India. Yeah. Then she goes, we'll think about it. Yeah. And leaves. And then one of the guys stays back to talk to him. Yeah. And this is where that deal comes in? Yes. Okay. So pretty much the other guy is very much all for it. This, uh, this scene actually happens way later. But just for make it simpler. Does it? It does come out. The editing this movie is garbage. It's it fucking is. trash. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Did, so, and also, I think our confusion is indicative of the general audience's confusion that this movie is edited so poorly. They jump around quite yeah. a bit. There's, there's very few establishing shots. It just goes from scene to scene. There's, there's no and natural to flow to scenes. And, to and the fact that so many scenes don't actually happen in their hallucinations. And some of these dream scenes are long. Yeah. Like, I mean, like 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah. All right. So Lex Luthor he brokers the deal with the guy in exchange for access to the Kryptonian ship from yeah. the Man of Steel movie. Zod ship that crashed. Yes, and he wants Zod's body. Yeah. Which the government has. And they give it to him real fast. Yep. In exchange for a cherry Jolly Rancher, which Lex Luthor pops in the guy's mouth. And, and then licks his fingers, and it's re- awesome. Re- really patronizingly puts this cherry Jolly Rancher. We in bitch his about mouth. the product placement and Man of Steel. I have to give this movie credit because when my brother went to see the movie, he came back with a huge bag of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that Jolly Rancher looked delicious, and I haven't had a Jolly Rancher in a long time. I like works. But I only want a Jolly Rancher if Jesse Eisenberg could put it in my mouth. <laughs> Pop in my mouth. And, and my Jolly Rancher means something else. So then, for some reason. For some reason. I forget the like transition. All of a sudden, but it cuts. Yeah. Batman is like, I want to get my, the kryptonite for me. Batman tells Alfred that someone is importing a dirty bomb into Gotham. Yeah. And that's what he's investigating. Yeah. And he thinks Lex Luthor has a tie to it. So yeah. he. Alfred says that there's he was invited to a party at Lex yeah. Luthor's house. So he's going to go and investigate. Now, there's one thing I do want to point out about this scene Batman. Wakes up from another weird ass dream. Yeah, there, there are two things I'd like to do. This is this where does he do detective work before this? Yes. Okay, I would like to point out that he does more detective work in this one scene than Nolan Batman does. Yeah. In what the about the bullet trilogy. scene that that bullet they found for Joker and put together? Okay, and... I could. Do I don't know. A... I do like that scene, but this is different. This is Batman doing like actual leg work. Normally, this is where I would be like, explain yeah. how that bullet scene works. But we're not talking about that yeah. right now. No, no, no. So. He at 
He goes to a fighting ring and yeah, as Bruce Wayne, which I like. I think I think this is stuff that's between the two Lex scenes, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it he was. does. A lot of investigating <laughs> that doesn't really have any correspondence with the plot. Yeah, he basically just he's investigating this thing. He there's cl- something going on at the harbor, and he does investigation. Yeah, he which, clones which is some, nice. some Russian mercenaries phone phone, and he's actually the mercenary that we saw kill everyone in the desert. Yes. Yeah. So he gets the lead that Lex Luthor hired this mercenary guy. They're bringing in something, and he he tells Alfred it's a dirty bomb. Yeah. And when he has the scene with Alfred, he's in this like lakeside getaway, and it's, it's just, oh, it, it seems to be like his house now. Honestly, I find this to be so funny because he wakes up from a dream, and there's someone in his bed, and then it cuts to him and Alfred and no one else at this villa. Yeah. So it's Alfred and him sleeping together. I was yeah. convinced that Alfred was the one in the bed. Yeah. Ariel says it was a woman. It was a woman. It was a woman. I think I think it was Alfred. You know, dolling yeah. up a little bit. It I, was a woman, but that shows you the good editing of this movie. That, that she yeah. never mentioned, yeah. never addressed. And this, this is the never weird seen, Martha Wayne scene, just right? The shape. Yeah. The dream he has is he's at his parents' grave and it starts dripping blood, and then a giant bat monster bursts out. Yeah, and it's yes. like Bruce or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, is... we should clarify. Martha, Martha being Bruce's mom's name is super important to this plot. Yeah. Yes. So remember, Incredibly. it's Martha Wayne. They say Martha. It three times. Martha is what his dad yeah. says when he dies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So at this point, uh, Bruce is trying to get info on this dirty bomb that's being shipped into Gotham by Lex Luthor. So he accepts an invitation to go to Luthor's yeah. party. By car, he... Um places this data hack device um, as Lex Luthor is giving this very unhinged speech about power and Prometheus and stealing. And he stops himself. And he, right, yeah, he like, can't he's, he's, he's his rambling. thoughts straight. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is another, which is a nice nuance of Lex Luthor that he's so consumed by this idea of Prometheus. I don't think it's power. I think it's more the Prometheus thing where he yeah. wants... It's kind of like Suthor's motive where he's like, I want to give power to the people and not to this guy flying yeah. around in the Prometheus clouds. Prometheus sided with the people over yes. the gods and he was punished for it. Yeah. Alright, so Batman places, or rather Bruce Wayne places this data transfer device um, while Clark as... Clark. He's doing like an expose on it. Doing an expose. Right? Um, oh, we forgot to mention this. The newspaper. Clark Kent wants to write about Batman. How yeah. he's a uh, how he's evil and bad. He's taking justice into his own hands. Yes. And and uh, after Perry, the branding scene. And, and Perry Wise like, no, you're doing sports. That's all you do, Clark. You're yeah. your junior yeah. reporter, Clark Kent. So yeah. at, I, I one other thing I'd like to say about Ben Affleck here. He gets caught in the server room and he plays it off as the drunken playboy. Yeah. He does a good job at switching. Between yeah. serious Bruce and drunken playboy Bruce. And I was, I feel like he does the best job at showing both since, like, Kevin Conroy from the cartoon. I I liked the Nolan drunk playboy Bruce, but I just. I don't the, like his Batman that much. That's what, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, I liked it, it, Christian Bale's yeah. Bruce Wayne a lot. I liked Michael Keaton's yeah. Bruce Wayne and Batman a lot, but I think Ben Affleck does a really good balance. He's yes, my no, favorite, I agree. Yeah. He, honestly, he's probably my favorite Batman so far. Aside from Adam West. Oh, yeah. So he does the data transfer, um, then he goes back upstairs, and that, this is where, if you've seen the trailer, you get the Lex Luthor introduction of Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. The very heavy-handed, hey audience, Batman Superman, I hope these guys don't fight, yuck, yuck, fuck. This well, is the this, first thing this that scene, I, yeah. This scene I love so much more when it's revealed later on that Lex Luthor knows that Clark Kent is Superman. Yeah. 
And he also knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yep. Yeah. He knew for two years. Which, that makes the scene better, but this was the first of several really heavy-handed, self-aware bullshit lines that this movie has. Where at What's this he given by Lex Luthor? Yeah. Part ways my hand. No, Perry White gives one that really bothered me. Perry, Perry White, by the way, is a non-entity movie. Yeah. So, he... He shakes Clark Kent's hand, and he's like, this guy's really strong. And he turns to Bruce Wayne, and he's like, you don't want to fight this guy. Which I'm like, okay, whatever, wink to the audience. But There's then, a lot of winks to the audience. At another point, they, they say that again, where Perry White goes, nobody wants to see Clark Kent take down Batman. And it's like, ugh. But then the thing that bothered me the most was Clark Kent was like, what Batman's doing is wrong. Like, we need to stand up against him, because we have to show people what's right. Perry White goes, it's not your job to tell people what's right. Maybe if this was 1938, you could tell people what's right. But it's not that world anymore. And that is the most self-aware line that shows that Zack Snyder doesn't understand Superman at all. Because he's saying, oh, when Superman debuted in 1938, having a higher moral compass and trying to strive to be better mattered. Now it doesn't. And superheroes are meaningless. So Zack Snyder could fuck off. <laughs> Zack Snyder, by the way, is a big fan of Ayn Rand, so he doesn't like the idea of hero people helping people anyway. So, like, to me... I'm surprised it took this long into the episode to get a <laughs> fuck you, uh, Zack Snyder. That guy, that stood out to me as such a self-aware line that is so definitive Zack Snyder of, I'm ashamed of what this character stands for, so I'm gonna make him cool. Or and, what I think is cool. Or what I think is cool. And yeah. that, that really bothers me as someone who lives his life inspired by Superman trying to be better... That bothers me so much. And this is the first time I think I've been the really mad one on this show. <laughs> so someone else, tell me what happens in this movie. Okay, so they have their, their talky talk. They bitch about, one, one bitch is about, hey, Batman sucks, and the other guy's like, I don't know, I think Superman's worse, and <laughs> yeah. go on, go on. Yeah. You saw the trailer, you saw, by the way, the trailer spoils the fuck out of this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. If you oh, saw yeah. the trailer, you saw this movie, basically. Pretty much. Alright, so, Bruce goes back to his data transfer device, only to find that it's missing. And this mysterious woman that he's been making eyes at at it's, the party. It's Wonder Woman. If you saw the trailers, it's Wonder Woman. It is, it is Wonder Woman. She is... Why, why, is, why keep the mystery up if the trailers and keep yeah. the mystery up? Yeah. She also it does a fantastic job, for the record. Gal I, Gadot I, or Gal Gadot? I, I disagree. I really liked her. I couldn't understand what the fuck she was saying. She had a very thick accent. I didn't think it, it was that hard. To she was like a Tommy Wiseau of... Uh, I had no problem understanding her. Yeah, I actually, I also was not a huge fan of Henry Cavill. I, I, I don't, I don't blame him that much, but I, I'm not a huge fan of this one. I, I don't feel very strongly about her either way, to be honest. I don't think she did. I don't think her amount of screen time deserved the praise it got in reviews, where they were like, "Wonder Woman's the best part of this movie." Well, when we say the praise, they praise the fact that she's kicking that, ass. They praise the fact that she's in this movie. Period. Yeah, yeah. and the kicking ass. Yeah. She yeah. did a good job. Actressing. Yeah, I, th I, th I would be very interested in seeing her in a Wonder Woman movie. I feel the opposite. Okay. I'd feel... Neutral? I, neutral. Like, I'll obviously go see the movie, but I'm not... This doesn't make me excited to go see a Wonder Woman movie. This doesn't... It didn't sell me on her character, but then again, this wasn't her movie. Yeah, so Joe no. says it's it's okay. Sly says it's bad. I say it's good. I say it's good. Yes, I win. That's fine. Like, the people, the people who want to see Wonder Woman and you want to see Wonder Woman kick ass, you'll get that in this movie. So let's fast forward back to the party where Batman, uh, Bruce, oops, rather, <laughs> his information stolen from Woman. some mystery woman, Who's aka what? Wonder Woman. For, for, so from some woman full of wonder who yeah. yes, some he fails to keep up with. And, and, and here's an example of the, this movie's shitty editing. 
Superman, while this is happening, looks at uh, a, a TV showing a crisis somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's a factory yeah. fire in South America. What news network is on in the kitchen? Oh, I guess... All, all the factory workers seem to be from that country. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, as I was saying that yeah. sentence, so I was like, oh, wait, that makes more sense. As I was saying that, I realized it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, Joe's right. Joe's yeah. right. But Superman sees this, flies to... Uh, in the middle of this... Of this, he's trying party. to follow Bruce because he can hear him yeah. talking to Alfred. But we have we have this whole setup where it's big infiltration scene, Bruce going all of this. So and then Superman sees this sees this video footage. Then it cuts to a montage of Superman just saving people, flying yeah. around the world. It's yeah. the weirdest transition ever. It yeah. Cuts from an infiltration scene to a montage of Superman saving people. Yeah, and then right after that, I'm not sure if there's anything else. But it's a dream that Batman's having. Yeah, we'll get to that dream in a second. Because it is, it is the weirdest part of the whole movie. Yeah. But Superman saves all these factory workers, and it's the Day of the Dead. In this it's country. not Day of the Dead like John Romero's Day of the Dead, but like the, the Spanish holiday. Yeah, so they, holiday, all have, like, holiday. they all have the skull. They'll be cool if, if yeah. Superman falls zombies. Right. And this is supposed to be a re- this is supposed to be an homage to Man of Steel, I think. In Man of Steel, Superman has a dream hallucination where he gets buried by thousands of skulls. And it's now living people accepting Superman as their hero instead of their, like... Destroyer. Destroyer. But the mu- the music and the scene is shot so creepy and so weird that, like, that redemption parallel did not resonate emotionally whatsoever. They also just, like... T- where you have to touch it's very him portraying him as like a god yeah. but it's just it's very creepy and he kind of just like lets them so I guess he does want to be everyone's god because he's super letting them like bow to him and worship yeah. him they, they do yeah. bow and also during that montage they also show like people in the flood like calling out to him and he's just flying over them like, like look at me I am Superman yeah, Superman <laughs> appears in the sun as like they paint his logo on the top of their roof you know yeah. and he's just, he's just uh, flowing yeah. there staring at them as just, they're there's a lot help. of him just like standing there and accepting their praise and not saving anyone right away which is ridiculous <laughs> and this makes sense even like this is what I mean like when, uh, we could find if that's the message but it seems tone deaf because Superman seems humble in the way when he talks about he wants to save the world. He just wants to help people. And but then when they show him, like uh, praise me, all you humans. That's what I mean. Is they tell us that he's humble, but they don't show us that at all. But that's what I mean. What movie being toned up because they have that scene where yeah. Clark seems humble, but then they have the montage where he seems messianic. But I, I think that's bad drawing on uh, Zack Schneider's part because I think he's purposely trying to make that the thing. That's purposely trying to make Superman like that when he's not. So yeah, uh, next scene, af- I forget what happens so after the So there is another scene before the dream sequence where Superman's at a, I mean, Batman's at a different party with Wonder Woman. I don't remember the context of the He scene. just comes to him and says, I, I know who what, you are. Uh, it's a man. sword. It's like Wonder Woman is, I think they call her, do they call her Dan- uh, Diana Prince on they this? Ca- they call her Prince. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're at like an antique thing and pretty much Bruce Wayne like tracks her down and yeah. she's like, he's she's like, give like, me my ship back. And pretty does. much, and she's like one thief ta- telling that to another thief, and she gives like a shit. Pretty much, she's like, she I, says, "I'm she, not a thief. I just borrowed. I just it. borrowed it. It's in your glove compartment of your car." Which means that's kind of cool. Which no, but I, that makes the whole fucking Wonder Woman thing kind of stupid and pointless. How so? Because like they just delayed, they just added extra scenes to this two and a half hour movie of him having to f- track her down. Then how is he going to get the the data back? I, I mean, like if she's got, if she's got the data in there. It'll be a lot more efficient than having her track her down just so they tease Wonder Woman later on. Who has when Wonder Woman? Has but I like this because it made once again it makes Bruce Wayne look competent because he tracks down yeah. this mystery woman. And who's she also. Would you get accomplished by him just? 
downloading the information. Well, she also... From where? From where he got it from, where she stole it from. This point actually matters, this scene, because she says, I wanted... I. Does it matter to this movie or to Justice League? Well, she says... To this movie. Yeah, to this movie. She says Lex Luthor has a picture of mine on his data that I need... Back. I need back. And Which she isn't can't really break how computer encryption. files yeah. work. But she wants to see what he was using her picture for. We don't know what the picture's about mm-hmm. yet. And she can't encrypt the data. It's super military grade. Yeah. So he can't... She basically says, I got all this data. I can't do anything with it. I'll give it back now. Yeah. And then she leaves. And So what was the point? It shows that she Establish- has an interest in what Lex Luthor is researching, which we will be talking yeah. about later. But that's, that's a fact it also... Yeah, it does. Lex Luthor is not what brings her to that fight later on. Her interest in what Lex Luthor is researching is why she's in this movie. Is it? Yes. Yeah. I did not get that at all. I thought I did not get why she was at the final fight. She's at the final fight because Bruce Wayne reaches out to her and asks her all those questions. Yeah, Bruce... Her having relationship with Bruce Wayne slash Batman is crucial because if she doesn't have this relationship, then she just randomly shows up at the end. I know that's why. why and she that would her... be terrible. But I mean, like. You could call one of that, one of that movie and be more efficient movie. But at the same time, this movie's supposed to be establishing a cinematic universe. It should not be doing that. You could cut Samuel L. Jackson out of the end of Iron Man One, and it would still be a totally cohesive. I know, movie. but this movie is very convoluted. Very. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I'm, I, this, movie, this movie will have fixed a major problem with its pacing and stuff. So speaking of, real- I I think there's so you could cut three of the dream sequences so, and the Wonder Woman stuff makes and keep the Wonder Woman stuff. I think I, I, I'd, I would, I'd keep the Wonder Woman I would stuff. Keep the Wonder Woman but here's the stuff. thing. I would, well, As much, I, and I think the character's meh. I, I'd keep the Wonder Woman here's, stuff. Here's why movie. I, I want to call Wonder Woman because she has no character in this movie whatsoever, really. She has no arc. She has no nothing. She's just there to tease Justice League. So it's just like... Uh, that's also the point of this movie. I know, but that's why I hate it. But that's fair. That's fair. That's fine. Okay, so speaking of totally unnecessary cuttable dream sequences... Bruce Wayne starts to decrypt the data back at the Batcave, and then it smash cuts. Do you you mentioned this before? Do you want to talk about the scene? So you're Google. hearing the sounds of the information being decrypted, and then all of a sudden you're in a desert, and Batman is getting the kryptonite like delivered to him or he's intercepting it I'm not really sure so Batman's in a super sweet coat and I think this costume's awesome With yeah gun. he had a very kick-ass costume yeah. and a military <laughs> in the middle of a desert like he's not hot in that outfit whatsoever well it looks cool it is not practical at all but I think it looks awesome and whoever he's working with like as soon as he he opens the box and it's just a green light bulb and everyone turns on him, and it's, it's these weird troops that have Superman emblems on their shoulders. Like Nazi. And that's races. when you're like, what's <laughs> going on? And that's when I was like, okay, I guess this is another dream. So and yeah, there's these <laughs> Superman soldiers, and do you remember who else shows up to this fight? Like these bat troops? These like Birdman bird harpies? bug things? If, you, if, you, if you're familiar with DC, they're like soldiers from Apocalypse was wing things. Oh, are okay, they, uh, well, they're te- I wasn't. Parademons. So Parademons. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're te- like they're te- some type of wing Well, first off, Superman no looks off in the, di- Batman looks off in the distance and there's a giant Omega symbol. Uh, there's a giant Omega symbol and there's pillars of fire coming from the earth. Well, 
Do you get it now? I get it now. Uh, wow, really? Yeah. Mr. Mr. I love Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Joe's looking at Ryan right now like you fucking idiot. You piece of shit. I am looking shit. at him. I am looking at him like that because all I hear is how great, you know, Final Crisis is and how awesome Jack Kirby's Fourth World is, and he misses the giant dream sequence that is just that. Because for him, it was made for you, it Ryan. It is just Jack Kirby's okay, Fourth World. One thing I want to say about this movie. I have never been so bored in a superhero movie before. I really did zone out a couple times. This fuck, is one of the times. Fuck you, Ryan. Why? Why? Because oh, I it watched this. Did it matter, Joe? Yes. Did that scene matter? Yes, it does. Why? No, it doesn't. It absolutely well, when, matters. When does Dark matter? Side show up, Joe? When do they reference any other Fourth World stuff? Why does this matter? Because he's their Thanos, and this is what they're building to. But in the movie, does it matter? It matters for the part that comes next. It, it, this is a dream sequence. It technically matters because it, it, it sets off Batman to kill Superman more. I guess. Yeah. It adds to the paranoia. So he has this dream that Superman's going to be like a Nazi god in the future. Yeah, but all the paratroopers work for Superman. Superman captures him. It's a scene you see in the trailer where he rips off his mask when Batman's tied up. Yeah, with and the he, guns. he incinerates two dudes with yeah. his heat vision. And I think this is a teaser for the next film. I think they're going to want to do an adaptation of Injustice, where Superman's a villain and, and a dictator, so which, in, mean, which makes me want to say, fuck this movie and I, fuck this I, I don't think this will ever come to I pass. I don't think they're going to do I'm that. not with Sly. So basically, <laughs> he says, Superman says, like, you let her die, she was my world, which is what Injustice, the video game, is based on. The catalyst that plot yeah. is Lois Lane dies and Superman goes crazy. So he's established as, like, this evil dictator guy. In this dream. Yeah. It, does anything else happen in the dream, Mario? Um, well, you should talk about the next scene in the dream. Oh, it's like a dream within a dream. It's a dream within a dream, it's Inception. So then he, like, wakes up from the dream, and he's in the Batcave, and a portal opens up. And the Flash is in there. And I guess it's the Flash. You didn't believe me that it was the Flash. No, because it looked so weird. He has a weird It was an unrecognizable character. It was. It was absolutely, I'm with Ariel, it was completely unrecognizable. Yeah. The only reason why I knew it was the Flash was because he's coming from the future to warn of a terrible thing that's about to happen, and that's like a thing the Flash does a lot. Yeah. But there is nothing in the movie that implies the Flash. We haven't heard mention of the Flash. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen any indication that he's in this movie. Or exists. Or exists. Except... Right after he sees right him after. and yeah. opens the file. But don't you think he should open that file first? You also yeah. barely, you also barely see his face when his armor, yeah, he has his, his unflash looking armor, yeah, comes off. And that's, he's basically yeah. giving this cryptic message about how like you have to stop him. She's, you were right, you were right about him. Kill him. Yeah, yeah, you were right about him. She's the key. You have to save her. And save it's, say it's uh, Lois is the key. Yeah, Lois is the key. And he also says, "I came back too early." Yeah. And this is yeah. pretty... He talks for, like, too long. Yeah. Like, I felt like this was going on for way too long for me to still have no idea what was happening. <laughs> and then he actually wakes up. And then up. he actually wakes so, up, and the file's decrypted. We should clarify. Like Ryan says, Flash has time travel powers. He does not have time travel dream powers. Yeah. So even if yeah. you know the Flash, this does not make sense with the Flash. Yeah. So good job, Zack Snyder. You completely, 100% fucked this scene up in every conceivable fucking way. That's an accomplishment. You get the award for fucking up a homage, teaser, whatever you want to call it. And like, okay, I'm the biggest Flash fan. He runs so fast right into my heart. <laughs> I should... The Flash being introduced into the DC Cinematic Universe should be a huge deal. It should make Ryan say, yes, yes, yeah. not what, what? And it made me go, what's going on? Who is this? Is that the Flash? What movie is this? Can we go home yet? <laughs> <laughs> good job, Zack Snyder. Yeah, good job, Zack Snyder.
You made Ryan miss the fourth world, Zack Snyder. Yeah, there's Good no, job. You're really, you're just not. I can't. I still can't believe you didn't get that. I'm I'm in disbelief that Ryan did well, not that, get. Well, that that shows how much this movie fails because Ryan is a target audience for that dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. that was made for him. Ryan is also the biggest DC. He is the biggest DC fan out of all of yeah, us, definitely. and he misses every homage in that thing. I mean, in the last I think episode, yeah. both just like what's going on, and yeah. that's why we missed that because we were looking at each other like, what, <laughs> what? In the last episode, I defended the f- the. Uh, additions that John Byrne made to the fourth world canon. I love the fourth world so much that Superman making a porno had interesting things to add to the mythos, and I missed this. <laughs> In giant flaming letters. <laughs> Greek letters, but letters nonetheless. Giant omega symbol. I'm like, oh my god. It's just because as soon as I saw like, oh, this is another dream sequence, my brain was you like... checked out? Yeah, you don't have to pay attention to this. Yeah. This doesn't matter. This is just like the giant weird man bat that came out of your mom's well, that's grave. That's the point. Like, the, like the, the, the other dream sequences don't mean anything to the other... Yeah, well, so all these dream sequences... Batman literally tells us after the first dream sequence, that was a lie. You don't have to listen to this. So as soon as they introduce a dream sequence, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. I know Zack Snyder's not going to do any fucking character development, so why do I have to pay attention? I'll just... This is when I'll go pee. This is, I didn't pee. I watched the whole movie, but whatever. This is where Ryan fails as a critic, whereas I watch this movie as diligently as possible. He's he's checks he checks out all right and misses things. In my defense, you're better at paying attention than me to all things. You remember when we did Trouble and I couldn't tell who any of the characters were? Oh my god, you're right. Joe's a master of of discerning uh, characters and plot lines. That's my role. I'm like you know. What's going on? Where am I? Where? Where's my pants? Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, what happens next? I don't remember. Uh, he wakes up from the dream, and the files are decrypted, and Batman is like, I'm gonna go look at these files. But they save that for later. Do they save it for later? They do save it for later. They hint at it that there's there's four metahuman files. Yes. And and Lex Luthor gave them all a logo to be nice. He gave Flash a logo, he gave Cyborg a logo, because yeah. that's how you know he wants to give everyone. So he doesn't open logos. any of the folders yet, okay. except for Wonder Woman. But there's a Wonder Woman folder, a Cyborg folder, a Flash folder, and an Aquaman folder. Yeah. But you wouldn't be able to tell from just the from just the scene. You, you could guess probably two two of them. Because the logos that Lex Luthor very graciously gave them. Especially because we just saw the Flash. Yeah. I didn't see a lightning bolt on his costume. <laughs> But so he opens the Wonder Woman folder. Yeah. And he finds some footage of her being like super strong. No, it's, like, just, it's just her, oh, it's just, it's her going around. No, there was a couple other videos first. Yeah, no, there were, but like, were there were there her being super strong? I don't know, probably not. I just think awesome. she's yeah, an ATM, I think. Yeah. That's super strong, like fiscally. <laughs> it was mostly just her being alive during World War Two and wearing a Wonder Woman costume during World War Two. Actually, well, that's World the reveal. One. It's World War One. There's a picture it's of 1918. her in 1918. I, yeah, World yeah. One. Yeah. yeah, in her costume. Yeah. So I didn't extrapolate this these very brief uh, yeah, teaser moments. That's the thing. Yeah, is like, God, the two of you. What the fuck? The I don't give a you. shit about these teasers, Joe. Oh my God. <laughs> I came with this movie and I expected to give a shit about this universe, and I came I left it not giving a shit about this universe. Yeah. At least I fucking tried. I At I least... went. I paid my money. I gave we gave the money, Joe. We fucking paid our our blood money for this fucking <laughs> trash. <laughs> So right, can we get to the next, next scene, please? Yeah. Yes. So, so Ariel, what happens Batman's next? Batman's dreaming. Lois Lane is trying to figure out where the bullet came from when she was. Okay. Um, she has her writing diary, and she finds a bullet in her writing diary. But it's not just any bullet. It's like a very mil- like future militaristic bullet. So she's looking for answers. From who? From the military guy from the first movie. The military I was guy. Ariel. 
Sly. She has the notebook. I don't know, some super secret <laughs> man that should have all the answers. That's true. She has not seen Man of Steel. She does not know who this yeah, guy is. Yeah, I don't is. know who it is. Who, who was he? He was just like a general. Sen- he was a general. Oh, he was a general? He was. He had a more character than Perry White yeah. and Jenny Olsen. Almost every single person there yeah, he's forgot about Jenny Olsen. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the guy who he brings the satellite down to at the end of Man of Steel. It's yes. like, you can trust me? He's that guy. You can trust me. I just destroyed a city. <laughs> I destroyed his satellite. To be fair, there was, there was someone else destroying that city, too. Okay, so she tries to get answers, and he's like, it's obviously confidential, can't tell you anything. Yeah. And then she comes back to him and is like... But really, though? But really, what What can you tell <laughs> me? And he's like, okay, I'll tell you, and it turns out that... And then she just gives him the bullet, here's all my evidence. <laughs> yeah, she goes... She gives, she, gives, she gives, like, a little, like, nice speech where he's like, I'm not yeah. just a reporter, like, I'm also blah, blah, blah. But she gives him her only evidence. Yeah. That there's some conspiracy here. Yeah. Because that, that, she's that just, was That was two scenes of Kirby that's one scene, because... He says like, what? "Oh, you you trying to save the world, but you're you're just trying to cleanse your own sins." <laughs> then they cut new scene. Conscience, right? I like that line. When he was like, "You're just trying to clear your own conscience." Yeah, but like, yeah. she should have just said what she said next scene in that scene, in that, and yeah. then couldn't make one scene set up two pointless yeah, scenes. That's what we talk about editing. It's two scenes of the same characters back to back. And the, the conversation, she loses like, respond to him. She just leaves. Like, also, she could have responded to that. Yeah, what she says later on. Insane. Also, at this <laughs> point, they name drop Carol Ferris. Who's a Green Lantern character? Who gives a for shit? For the record. Only Ryan. Me. Only Ryan. Let the record show. Just let the record Good. show. I did not catch that. Good job, Yeah, they Ryan. say Major Ferris is right out to the door. Oh, my- oh, oh, where were you? At least I oh, tried. Oh, I'm sorry, Major <laughs> Ferris? Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Major. That's not her name. Her name is not Major Ferris. She could be a Major. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. <laughs> so, I don't remember what came next. Okay, so, then it cuts to the... The dirty bomb is arriving in Gotham. Yes. And this is when Alfred goes, it's not really a dirty bomb, is it? And it's revealed that the thing that's actually being imported is the kryptonite. Yeah, illegally. And, because illegally. Mrs. We, we cut the Mrs. Senator. Oh, yeah. We have to explain this because it's the best scene in the movie. I will give uh, J.C. Eisenberg this much credit. Uh, she goes to him and says... Uh, don't don't give me piss and say it's Granny's uh, iced tea or whatever. Yeah. I, I know you're trying to make a weapons kill Superman, basically. Yeah. Like, I know you're not trying to do this for the good of America. You're trying to make a weapon because you want to kill Superman. Mm-hmm. So don't piss in a bucket and call it Granny's peach iced tea. Yeah. Yeah. Or the best, this is the best tea. part of the movie. Yeah. 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 So he's importing it illegally anyway. Yeah. So now, Batman goes to stop, the, to steal the rock. Yeah. Yes. So, Okay. Maybe you guys can clarify we this. We have to go through this scene first. So, Batman shows up in his Batmobile, and... Well, first he puts, he puts the tracking device on the, yeah. the LexCorp. So he, like, is chasing them in the Batmobile. Well, he, yeah, the bat, bat, Batmobile has a Gatling gun on it, gun on it and, he just opens, and he opens fire on it, on these guys. But Batman definitely kills a lot of these dudes. Yeah. And now, Batman is, show, is trying to stop a dangerous weapon from being illegally imported into the United States of America. Superman shows up and stops him. Yeah. Why? Because he's a dick. Uh, because yeah, we looked at the collateral damage. Batman, he stops, I'm sorry, he stops, he stops Batman's murder trail. But yeah. these guys are clearly criminals. Are, are they criminals or are they guys just taking stuff off of a dock? They all also have guns. Yeah, they're shooting they're at Batman. They're, into the they're, they're having a gunfight with Batman yeah. in the streets. The thing is, if Superman has such super that hearing fair, yeah. that he can hear all this stuff, mm-hmm. he should know that these guys are also bad. Yeah. And he stops Batman and just leaves. He does not stop the bad guys at yeah. all. He just stops Batman and says the bat is dead. Who's murdered, who's murdered, like, half of this... Like, yeah, but these, these guys people. are also murderers. Yeah, they're also I'm murderers. not saying he shouldn't stop Batman. I'm saying he should stop everybody. He's not the murderer that's stopping murderers, at least. Yeah. 
he should also stop the other dudes. Yeah. He should stop the murderers that are just murdering people, not just the murderer that's murdering people. Murdering murderers. To be fair, the people have only shot their guns at Batman, who has attacked them. You have Gatling guns. You don't have Gatling guns on the truck. Yeah. yeah. You don't, no, you, I agree. You're not standing your ground with a fucking Gatling gun. Yeah. <laughs> you're not matching gun for gun to the Batmobile just by being a, a casual fucking dock worker. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Batman kills everyone except the two dudes who have the kryptonite. They yeah. get away. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he does this, like, kill. Like, he blows up their car. Yeah. Um, he flips over a car. This is my big thing. He flips over a car. Onto then, another car. Onto a car. And then he launches his tow cable at the car. And at this point, this is before Batman has, like, killed anyone yet. So I'm like, wow, those guys who are in the field car, they're seriously injured. I'm like, and then he fires their Gatling, like, this tow cable at the car. And starts dragging their car with him. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, they're definitely dead yeah. now. <laughs> they don't even pretend. Yeah. It's, like, almost yeah. Deadpool levels of violence. Yeah, it's, it's, ba- it's bad. And it really took me back that, like, because I didn't know... That Batman killed people in this movie until I saw that. Like, okay, people say, like, the Michael Keaton Batman kills a lot of people. He kills a couple people. This Batman kills a lot of people. Michael Keaton, like, here's the thing. Michael Keaton also, like, um... Tim Burton came out and said he never read a Batman comic before making yeah. that movie. He's which would explain why he doesn't know that the Batman doesn't kill people. Yeah. Zack Schneider should know better. Yeah. Not only should Zack Schneider know better... The people who made this movie should have been like, stop, Batman doesn't kill people. Well, the also, people who made this movie should have been like, stop. St- stop. That's it, just, just stop, <laughs> you've done do enough. Also, even if you, people, you can't even use Dark Knight Returns as an excuse, because in that story, one of the pivotal scenes is Batman refuses to kill the Joker. Yeah. He refuses to kill him. Like, he says, like, yeah. I have to kill him. Like, if all this is done, I have to kill him now that I'm all these more darker, edgier when, Batman. When we, like, look at the dark, done. when we look at the Dark Knight Returns as the idealistic version of what this movie's trying to be, that's really fucked. Because yeah. I like the Dark yeah. Knight Returns quite a lot. It's but not it is supposed to be book. the dark, the darkest Batman yeah. story. Yeah. I think this was the first point of the movie where I was like, wait, like, I, I thought it was okay up until this point. At the very least, it was telling a story and it. The story, while it was jagged, at least it was moving forward. I could see what they were building to. This was the first time where the, it took me out of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, hold on. And to clinch, Why is Batman killing people? And to clinch it all, Superman stops Batman. Batman, he rips him out of the Batmobile. Yeah. And Batman goes, do you bleed? We got the very famous, do you bleed? And then Superman yeah. flies away. And to nobody, Batman goes, you will. And I'd like to think that he's saying it like... I, you're gonna if you don't <laughs> stop what you're doing. <laughs> you will. Yeah. So what happens next? What does happen next? I have no idea. Oh, Superman flies away to his mom. Oh yeah, he meets his mom, and mom okay. says, "This is." I, I will touch upon this because during this scene, the his mom is Martha Kent, by the way. Yeah. Martha, Mar- Kent. Martha Kent. Yeah. Martha Wayne. Martha Kent. This is not a coincidence I'm bringing this yeah. up. This isn't Zack Snyder's idea. They've always had the same mom. I know, thing. but yeah. he makes this a pop point. Oh, I know. Okay. It's ridiculous. Okay. So, I will bring this up as the only times I ever felt hope in this movie were during the Superman scenes like this. Yeah. I don't know, because like she's very like, human. you don't owe them anything. But he but he chooses to, I think before oh, okay. this, but he chooses to do it anyways. Yeah. This is the part I talked about, the parts I liked in this movie, and the parts I liked were Superman, and that this is Superman trying to be Superman in a world that doesn't want him. Oh, we totally skipped a major character. What? Which character? So the guy that we mentioned, because this is going to lead into the scene. This really is. Well. Oh, we skipped Cripple. <laughs> the guy who was crippled by Superman yeah. during oh, yeah. Man of Steel. 
got, got uh, he's in a wheelchair now. He had his legs amputated, so yeah. he ends at the knee. He goes to the memorial where everyone who died during Man of Steel is written on a wall, like the Vietnam Memorial in D.C., and there's a giant statue of Superman. And he, even without legs, climbs to the top of the Superman statue and spray paints false god on the statue and gets arrested or false for it. Idol. Whatever it is. And... Like, this and the desert is what kickstarts the people not trusting Superman as much. He gets bailed out by Lex Luthor, who gives him a new wheelchair. In exchange for his testimony. In exchange for his testimony. And now he becomes the public face of the anti-Superman movement. Yeah. Like, Susan Everywoman from Civil War. Yes. And he worked for Bruce Wayne. And he was a Bruce Wayne employee, yeah. So, at this point, Superman goes home to talk to his mom because... They he's have, being called to a Senate hearing. They have requested yeah. him to come to the next hearing about yeah. Superman. And he's debating if he should go. His mom says no. He says, I have to stand up for something more than this. I'm going to go. Yeah. It's the next scene. Um, um, Bruce Wayne sees the the like news footage of the Superman hearing. And he sees that the main testimony guy was his former employee because he remembers rescuing him. Yeah. And he's like, haven't we been you know, giving him... Checks. Checks. Yeah. Like, what happened I think he what was like, the here? injury fund or something. Yeah. yeah. And the, he... the classic Wayne Foundation fund from yeah. the yeah. 1960s Batman movie. Yeah. And that's uh, when we find fun. out that he was sending the checks back with messages saying, saying like... You let like, them die. You really like this part. Who tells him that? <laughs> Greg. He, goes, he says... He sees the footage of Superman and he said the... Um, uh, what's it called? The... At the hearing? The hearing. Yeah, so yeah. he sees the guy that he saved, and he goes, Greg, get up here! <laughs> and we're like, Who, who's Greg? <laughs> and then, essentially, the male person comes in <laughs> and gives him the mail. <laughs> Ariane Ryan waiting for reference to Greg, uh, a character named Greg from the DC Universe. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know a single DC character. I was, I, was, I was thinking desperately of a Greg character I could make a joke with by current. <laughs> I don't know. So he finds out that the checks that he got, he hasn't been cashing any of the injury checks, and they have these, like, threatening red letters on them. You let them die. You, you let your family die, keep yeah. your money, you know. You let your family die was the last one. Yeah. So then it cuts to Lex Luthor is now in the Kryptonian ship. There are smash cuts that go, like, the most severe scene changes. Yeah. So Lex Luthor gets in the ship, and... Uh, uh, he gets access by cutting off Zod's fingertips with a kryptonite. Peeling it off with kryptonite. Yeah, he uses yeah. the little bit of kryptonite he has to peel off his fingertips and put them on yeah. his fingertips. And, and, and like the kryptonian ship is like, oh, you have fingerprints? You must be uh, Zod. Come yeah. On, come on in. Uh, and Even though it's knows, he knows it's not Zod. Which yeah. Is, it's such a, well, basically... The, the, the kryptonite yeah. ship is such a plot device. Oh, God. It's yeah. the most plot device, plot device, plot device. It's the most plot device I've seen since Man of Steel had this kryptonite ship that was a big plot device. <laughs> But like, uh, so the, like Joe says, recognizes Lex Luthor, but it lets him in because it, it has Zod's fingerprints. And then yeah. Lex Luthor wants to make a monster with this, basically. Yeah, he basically. Well, he, I think at this point he just accesses, he just accesses like the records for now. But like, he learns now. a lot about yeah. Kryptonite. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like, Krypton. tell me everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before the hearing, Lex Luthor goes up to Finch. They have a conversation. Um, Lex Luthor is like, to, Lex Luthor like doesn't go into the hearing. Um, Superman shows up at the hearing and goes in and Finch is about to begin the hearing and she notices that there is a, um, a jar. mason jar. 
a jar of Granny's peach tea. Yeah, with and, a with a mysterious yellow liquid inside. And Lex's seat is empty. Yeah. And I I think this is one of the coolest scenes of the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. This is a scene that I was like, that's a really cool callback to an actual good line of dialogue you yeah. had in the script. That's uh, that's just a, and it's thematically saying, I don't need your approval. I have the weapon already. Yeah. yeah. So and then the wheelchair explodes. Yeah, and kills everyone in the in the com- uh, committee hearing. And Superman's just standing there, like it as the Capitol building burns. Which is yeah. one, which is actually a scene I thought was effective. I thought it was a very good scene. He looks and Cavill it, it, nails it, yeah. the scene. He looks like so like traumatized by it. Yeah, because yeah, like basically he's in the room and it explodes, and he's so he, to him basically nothing happened because Superman everyone around him is dead. Yeah, I do wish they made it, gave Cavill a single line this entire scene because he says nothing this entire time. See, I like that he I says like that he nothing. Says, what, what's, he, what's there to say? I, but, but not the death scene, but the Shit. committee scene. I wish he, I wish he got to make a speech or something to the committee before this happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you wanted him to say something about how he represents something bigger, and then, and then everybody does. Yes, I That's think he couldn't because oh, yeah. remember, like he's also trying to make. Even though, like, they immediately come out as like as a wheelchair guy, they're trying to make Superman look bad. I I do, but I, I agree. I I understand why. But just as 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 a way to display Cavill's acting pers- uh, acting chops, he's never really had a scene where he gets to show the inspiring speech that Christopher Reeves gets to do or anything. Mm. Like that. That's yeah. he never had a chance. Any That's been a good spot for it. But I do like Finch's. Finch tries to get something out at the end where she changes her stance yeah. almost. And it, it's her almost seeing, like, she sees, the, like, the writing on the wall. Yeah. And she or kinda, on the jar of piss. Or, or on the jar of piss. And she tries to, like, say something about people coming together. And I and love how it gets cut off. And then she just blows up. But I, I do wish that, like, that speech could have been given to Superman. Yeah. I do think that that's very fair. But I kind of like how... I like I like, I like like that he says nothing. Yeah. I like that he walks into this trap. I do, I do like that afterwards, because that scene is just him crying. Like, basically, not crying, but, like, standing emotionally over these dead bodies. Yeah. But. And I also felt like this is when I was, like... Oh, Lex is a real fucking villain now. Yeah. Like, I thought that this was... Because I didn't expect... Given his zaniness mm-hmm. and his manipulativeness, I didn't expect something so intense and brutal. And this really caught me off guard. And I thought it... Like, especially the way she turned the jar to read yeah. it. It was so slow. Yeah. And then it's so quick. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. This is, in my opinion, probably the narratively and structurally best scene of the movie. And it... Quickly gets weird after this. Yeah. I should, they, have, they have one more scene, and this is also the last time they ever mentioned the committee hearings, or really that. Oh, this plotline gets super dropped. Oh, yeah. it's gone now. Yeah. Well, to be fair, everyone's dead. Yeah, that's very, that's very true. <laughs> but yeah, so what's the next scene? I think it's just a montage of Batman getting ripped, right? Batman was working out, and he read the metahuman files. Here we go. That's when he read them. And I guess he's preparing for whatever he plans on doing. Because he's talking to Alfred, and he's he steals. Like, this is the point is it? Does he steal the kryptonite from LexCorp? Yeah, off screen. Off screen. After off all screen. that build up to him stealing it. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, Lex has the kryptonite stolen, and there's a battering there. But then later on, he implies that he gave it to him, but he didn't. He implies that he was like doing third dimensional chess where he planned it all out. All everything that happens in the movie. That's how you write good villains. Yeah. So then it cuts to Bruce in this, like, armor. Yeah. And he's, like, he's in, like, a super suit. Like, a, a really fat-looking Iron Man suit, almost. It's, it's, yeah. it's, if you watch, if you read Dark Knight Returns, it's that armor. It's basically that yeah. armor. Yeah. And well, which looks better on 
Dark Knight Returns Superman because Dark Knight Returns Superman is a lot bulkier. Yeah, actually, well, I actually like. His I didn't think movie. it looked bad. Actually, I no, didn't look bad at all. I actually love like, the look makes... of Batman's movie in general. I thought the Batman movie looked awesome. Yeah. But basically, super, uh, Batman now has a kryptonite spear. Yeah. And a bunch of like gadgets and stuff in this big suit. And kryptonite he's... powder. Yeah, the kryptonite yeah. spear is supposed to be like this really rare sample of kryptonite. Like, there's not a lot of kryptonite. Yeah. He has this spear that's supposed to be his like ace in the hole weapon, and he smashes it into the ground and like sticks it through concrete. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's risky. It's kryptonite. I okay. guess. And then he turns. Asteroid. Like asteroids don't break on yeah. concrete. And then he turns on the bat signal. And he's like, come and get me, Superman. Yeah, basically saying, come and get me, Superman. Because Superman said, if you turn on the bat signal, I'm coming for you, basically. And he doesn't... There are a bunch of scenes before he's seen again. I'd like to think that he does this dramatic thing where he turns on the bat signal and just stands there for, like, 45 minutes. And just waits. In the rain. And just yeah. waits in the rain, <laughs> brooding. Because it's ridiculous how long he's there for yeah. before he's shown again on screen. Yeah, cause, Cause, especially because of the editing of his movie, which we'll get into. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so here's what happens. Um... Lex Luthor kidnaps, he kidnaps Martha Kent, he kidnaps Lois Lane. Lois gets kidnapped a lot. Yeah. So, Lois gets kidnapped, Martha gets kidnapped, then uh, we have the confrontation between Superman and Lex Luthor, and, and Superman's like, give me one reason I won't snap your so neck wait, or something how, like that. So wait, why does Superman confront Lex Luthor? I forget. Because he... He gives Lois Lane a speech, another one of his crazy manic speeches, and he says, I believe in the simplest solution. What's the quickest way to get to Superman? Through Lois Lane. And he pushes her off a skyscraper. Oh, yeah, and then she comes in and saves her. Lois Lane also realizes at a certain point that she's like, why, how did they know Superman was going to be in the desert? And she realized that they're targeting Superman through her. Yeah. And she realizes all, like... At this point, the it's conspiracy. Lex's whole conspiracy comes into full light. The conspiracy right? yeah. was he the whole they set up the Africa stuff was set up so basically Lex's men would uh, fuck up the village while Superman was there. So Lex Superman did it basically. He wanted yeah. to kickstart the anti-Superman movement. Yeah. yeah. So Superman comes to Lex Luthor. He's like, "Give me one reason why I won't just snap your neck right here." Basically, uh, Superman is very Superman in the scene, and uh, because of the fan outcry, Superman, don't and, you remember Man of Steel? And um, what happened next? Oh yeah, so and Lex is like, I have pictures of Marfa, and Marfa looks fucked up in these photos. Like she looks like yeah, he's obviously I, yeah. been torturing Superman. It's like a scene. It looks like something I saw. Like the photos. Yeah. Pictures. And uh, Lex Luthor looks right at the camera and goes, "Superman, you want to play a game?" <laughs> and so uh, Superman's like, "I got, I gotta help Marfa," and he's like, "Gotta help Marfa by killing Batman. Give me Batman's yeah, head." Le- Lex Luthor is like. I will not burn Martha alive if you bring me the head of Batman. Yeah. So he basically says either let Batman... Like, if you fly away, Martha dies. If you kill me, Martha dies. So basically his only options are die from Batman's hand or... Kill Batman. Kill Batman. And Superman has very little reservation about killing Batman. He just goes to Lois saying, I'm going to have to kill Batman. He flies away. But he does try it, it, to talk to him. It's, it's a I lot. have to go to Gotham. I don't think she says I have to kill Batman. No, he says I says I might have to kill the Batman. He's he's not like I can't do it. There's no. I, I feel like any other Superman would be like I can't do it. It's just too much to me to kill this guy. But he's there's very little doubt in this Superman's mind. Well, he's like, I, he's like, I think there's a lot of doubt because he goes and tries to talk to Superman for like two seconds. Well, no, for like I, two for, fucking seconds. No, th- I, I'm more. on Joe's side here. That I feel that. He says to Lois, like, I have to get Bruce to work with... I have to get Batman to work with me. Or else I have to kill him. And she says, what if he doesn't? He goes, I might have to kill him. But then he tries to talk to Superman... I mean, he tries to talk to Batman a bunch of times, and Batman is not really it. not yeah. having it. So, cut here, because the story awkwardly cuts here. The movie literally interrupts the setup 
to the big the big fight you're all waiting for. Batman's sitting in the rain. The storm is coming. Coming, bombastic Hans Zimmer music is playing. It is the setup for for Act Two fight. And That's the name of the cu- movie. Yeah. Batman v Superman. Yeah. For the dawn of justice. And the movie cuts to Wonder Woman, and Batman sends her the files. And the files are literally trailers for the different Justice League movies. <laughs> They're literally the, mo- the movie stops in the middle of this Act 2 fight for fucking trailers. That's how they tease the fucking Justice League movies. With fucking trailers. It is literally fucking trailers. So we see footage of a guy in a convenience store that's getting robbed and he runs really fast. He's obviously the Flash. Yeah. We see uh, Aquaman is like fighting... Scuba guys, kind of. It's basically the opening scene of Titanic, where they're going inside wreckage of Titanic. Except the Aquaman just comes in and yeah. smacks them. It, it's, the awesome. it's the opening scene of Titanic, but Cal Drogo is there from Game of Thrones. Yeah, and Cyborg was the weirdest one. Uh, I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, that was messed up. Like they, they have his his body laid out. His torso. His it's torso. A bit of his body. And then yeah. this weird CGI. Cube thing? Yeah. The companion cube from Porto comes in and just <laughs> transforms into Cyborg. Yeah, I really didn't know what was yeah. going on there. They don't explain it, like, at all. They're, they're, yeah. Not only are the trailers are bad trailers, and this is, this is what they're hyping, they're hyping, like, we're gonna have teasers for Justice League's movie, and this is what they came up with. Yeah. But yeah, so, that, so, so now, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Back at the actual <laughs> plot. Uh, Superman goes to Batman, but he just comes to Batman's face, angry, says, Batman, listen to me! And then pushes fucking Batman after Batman's like, I won't listen to you. Batman, Batman's tried to kill him three different times while Clark's trying to talk to him. Yeah, he yeah, shoots with him with guns. He... Yeah, I don't think he hits him with a kryptonite yet. Not yet. He not hits yet. him once before he shoves not, him. Not yet. He shoves him first. Okay. Okay, so clarify to make it, make it fair for everyone. Superman comes to him and says, Batman, uh, you have to listen to me. Batman's like, I don't want to listen to you. And he, and he, started, he basically... Uh, walks up to Batman. Uh, no, first he sets up the guns to shoot him, and a bunch, a bunch of different different traps. And they are not affecting. Them. And that's not the thing. That's the thing. Superman's not affected by his traps. He can kill Batman if he wants to. Him pushing Batman is inexcusable to me. Him pushing him. Batman basically poking him, and Superman pushing Batman while he's trying to get him to help him is inexcusable to me. Batman, Superman should not have done that. That's so, so fucking stupid. If you say he could kill him easily, and he just pushes him and doesn't kill him, he fucking sent him flying into the wall. He could have killed him. Good, that. because Batman's being an asshole. Batman's being a real piece of shit. So he's being an asshole, so he's not murdering him. Not murder, not, not, he doesn't yeah. kill him. He wants to murder after, after He stops talking about uh, uh, saving Martha after that. That's the last thing he mentions, after the push. Because clearly he sees like he's not giving up. Like, the whole time. Now murder's on the, on the I, table. I, I, murder's on the table now. Not yet. Uh, not yet. For he the pushed. record, he has killed a bunch of people before. Yes. so he's a It's on the table yet, because once he pushes, because then they start physically fighting. And Superman's like, whatchamacallit, Superman's like, I could kill you anytime I want, and then he gets hit with a kryptonite gas. And then it's no longer a fight to convince Batman to save Martha Kent. He's now fighting for his life. There's that moment where he goes to punch him, and Batman catches the blow. Yeah. Because he's been hit with a kryptonite gas grenade. Yeah. And, and he's no longer fighting to convince Batman to help Martha. He's now he's now fighting for his life. He could still say, hey, let's do for it. Let's do for it. Hey, wait, wait, wait. And that's what he does later on. He does it fucking later on. So there's no excuse you couldn't do the entire fucking fight. I think he could have done a better job at explaining No, it. he th- definitely could have. Yeah. He does it later on as he's losing. He does it later on so he literally could have. You can't fucking argue this. The movie fucking says it. So fuck you, right? I am right. <laughs> for the record, he also never mentions Lex Luthor. He just says save Martha. Later on. He could, he could, have, said, he could have said a lot of things. But... Counterpoint: If he explained it, then they wouldn't have fought, and they yeah. would have had to come up with a new title for the movie. I know that's why. That's why he's my problem. I didn't want to see this movie. I didn't want to see this fight. That's my problem with it. Okay, that's fair. It definitely could have been avoided. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
You see, if he, if they brought that up, they'd have to, you know, be the world's finest heroes. What and a, not what Batman versus Superman. What a horrible concept. And not the Dawn of Justice. So, okay, so at this point, they're fighting because that's what the audience wants to see. Allegedly. <laughs> that's what this movie is about, so yeah, that's Yeah, that's why. what this movie's about. J- just like in a, um, what's it called? Well, we talked about the Punisher in a... He um, gets out because plot. They, they, they fight because this plot has to continue. Yeah, exactly. So, they're fighting. They fight a lot. They fight real hard. Superman, it, it's, a, it's a good fight. It's a pretty cool it's fight. It's an entertaining fight. So, at this point, Lois somehow knows where they are and is well, coming. Because of the bat signal. The bat signal. She's oh, like, yeah. take me there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, take me there. Yeah. She's going to try to stop this fight. They yeah. fight a lot, and Batman really gets the upper hand. Yeah. And... Breaks out his spear. Bra- brings out his kryptonite spear. His spear of destiny. His, that's what I thought! His spear of <laughs> destiny, and he has his foot on Superman's neck, mm-hmm. and is about to kill him. And what happens, Sly? He yells, Marfa! They're gonna kill Marfa! And Batman's like, What'd you say? What'd you say now? What is that? He has, like, Mar- a flashback of his mother when yeah. he yeah. says Martha. So, Zack Snyder feels his the need... mother's death, obviously. Zack Snyder feels the need to recap the death scene... Because we didn't know that's what happened. It was happened. the only beautiful scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like, remember that time I knew how to make a movie? It's the same thing like the Watchmen montage at the beginning. Like, Zack has good opening scenes. And then Batman just keeps yelling, Why did you say that name? And Bruce and Clark just keep saying, like, Martha, Martha. Martha. If Save Lois, Martha. If Lois didn't show up that scene, they probably yeah, would have been there for forever. That would be us to the movie. And, yes. They do this. They do this back and forth, like, Four or five times. Yeah. Like, why'd you say that name? Martha. Why'd you say that name? Martha. <laughs> Until Lois runs up and yeah. is like, that's his mom. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm, goes, I'm your best friend now, Batman. Goes, wait, wait, but my mom's name is Martha. And now they're yeah. best friends. And now, I actually, yeah. actually love... First off, I, I don't. Has anyone ever done that before? Connected the both of that both their names are Martha. They had I to. D- have. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Joe's right. Maybe not. <laughs> to be fair, so I thought that was it was kind of clever while not subtle at all. Ridiculous. See, I laughed yeah. out loud at this point. This is supposed yeah. to be like the emotional crutch of the movie. This should be Batman realizing that he's been a piece of shit this whole movie. Yeah, and like. Some people have read into it and said, like, oh, he realized that Superman has a mom, so therefore... I had a mom. No, but he's saying, like, (laughs) yeah, he's saying, like, oh, he is human, he's not just an alien invader. He was raised as a human being. He was raised as a human being, he has a mother, like, all these things. But it is not played that way in the movie, it's just like, but... But my mama's name is Martha too. I, I, I watched many reviews of this movie, and almost all of them are like, "Wait, so they became friends because their moms have the same name?" That's yeah. literally the reason. No, no, no one else got the subtext, and the movie doesn't play it out at all. I've never met anyone who had the same mom's name as my mom, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Would that stop you from murdering them? <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> so next scene is, I believe, while this is happening, like Super has a big, big fucking. The, the Kryptonite ship is like shooting like shooting everywhere, and Superman yeah. was making a monster because that's what he had mixed his DNA with Zod's. And the ship said, "No, you can't do that. It's outlawed by the council." And he goes, "Where's the council?" And they're like, "They're dead." So he's like, "Okay, do it then." And the ship's like, "Oh, all right." Why? Why does Krypton have sh- monster-making technology built into their ship? Well, Krypton's whole thing was they had clone stuff. Yeah. So he's cloning a Kryptonian, but he's adding in his own DNA. Would that make him weaker than a Kryptonite? Kryptonian? Apparently not. Apparently not. Maybe they just needed another set of DNA. So apparently human plus Kryptonian is... is Maybe they needed some plot device thing to make Doomsday. I thought it was going to be Superboy. Uh. (laughs) It was not. (laughs) Superboy in the comics to clone Superman and Lex Luthor, by the way. Yeah. So, he... Batman says, I'll go save Martha. It's also not a clone. It's Zod's body that he adds the DNA to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it it doesn't... 
So it's Zod sense. plus yep. Lex Continue. equals. So so so, there you go. so yeah. now everyone everyone sees shit's going down in the Kryptonian ship. So uh, this is the weird part for me because Superman's like I'll I'll go stop Lex, and he turns to Batman and Batman's like I'll go save your mom. Yeah, that I thought was really weird. Like, why is Batman all of a sudden fighting Superman's battle to first? Because his name's Martha. Right. Like, like this is this is another like plot devicey thing where like Superman should go save his mom, but Batman needs to go have another action sequence. So Batman goes to save. There's like a teaser for the the solo Batman film by Batman. He also kills a bunch of these dudes. A guy pulls the pin out of a grenade and oh. Batman hits him with a battering so he drops the grenade and everybody blows up. My a guy is a flamethrower and Batman ignites the tank so he blows up. That's the hostage situation with Martha. Yeah. 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 Like, that's not just... You're saying, like, you know, like, there was no other kind. It's like, he kills the guy who's holding Martha Kent hostage. Yeah. Yeah. By blowing up his flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. While Martha's, like, three feet away from him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, like, like, like uh, Joe says... Um, he Batman explodes the guy that was holding Marvel uh, captive, and then Marvel makes a joke saying, "Oh, I knew you were Clark's friend. It's the cape." And like it's after being tortured, after seeing yeah, all these men die yeah. in front of her, she's making jokes. She's been yeah, tortured, and someone just exploded right next. Yeah, to her. the first joke in like an hour into this movie. Yeah. Like, Bruce goes, yeah. "I'm a friend of your son's," and she goes, "I figured because of the cape." So Lois takes the kryptonite spear and throws it in like a well. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like they're, they're, they're at like they're at like a pier like location. So she throws the spear like at the bottom of this like. Well, well, yeah. or whatever. It's weird, and then what happens? Lex is giving some speech, right? About it cuts to Lex, um, and his line is like, "Late, late," said the White Rabbit, and I was like, "Ah, oh, he is the Mad Hatter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when he unleashes Doomsday, which he names yeah. drops just because that's what he's called in the comic. Yeah. So, Doomsday is basically a big gray monster. He's like the Hulk, but with bones sticking out and of him. slimy. Yeah. And kind of slimy. Well, he's initially slimy. Yeah. He's slimy becomes Spike later on. And yeah. he's basically just yeah. like... <laughs> he's basically stuff. like beating the shit out of everybody. And he's yeah. doing a real good he job. He goes on a rampage across the city. He's beating up Superman. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they emphasize that he's unstoppable. Basically, uh, they shoot him and basically, whenever they break up a part of him, uh, spikes grow instead of it, so he basically regens as a spiky part. And Superman actually, for the first time, takes him out of the city. And is doing a great thing. He's kicking him into space. He takes yeah. him to the yeah, like the one place where literally no one can get hurt. Yeah. yeah. So like he's actually doing the thing I want Superman to do. Yeah. And how does this world respond? They nuke him. The president of the United States orders a nuclear strike on the two of them. I actually really like the scene because it's homage to one of the best scenes, the, the only good Superman scene Frank Miller ever wrote. And it's when Superman in Dark Knight Returns he takes a nuke and redirects it, and he basically becomes a skeletal form and basically like. Reaching out to his son for he sacrifices himself. Yeah, and like this scene is basically the mod for that because the nuke hits him, and you see Superman as a skeleton floating in space. And I, I think it's actually a cool scene because you see him take a nuke, and that's like a, the, the the final thing that could, humans could throw at this thing, and it takes and survives and becomes even stronger. And they're like, "Wow, we're fucked. Superman can't stop it. This nuke can't stop it. We're just eating shit now." And especially because Superman was stopping it. And by nuking him, they stopped Superman from kicking him further into space. And Doomsday yeah. fell down to Earth, and Superman didn't. But, the, but Superman was with the plan. Oh no, Superman was... He, he sees in the moment what he has to do. Yeah. But it's not a choice that Superman makes. Like, he doesn't... I, I, I understand, but I just he mean, doesn't like... He doesn't elect to be nuke. He sees the nuke coming, and he's like, I will... But, but it's not like a cheap shot from yeah. the... Amer- it is a cheap shot from Americans, but like Superman treats it as a necessary sacrifice for himself. Yeah, no, I think this whole Superman stuff in the scene is done really well. 
So, so Superman's a floating corpse in space. Uh, Wonder Woman shows up to save Batman because Batman. She saw a yeah, video. She saw, she saw the news. She was yeah. boarding a so, plane. So we were saying like, oh, we have like, to explain why Wonder Woman's here, but her reason for showing up is just because she saw the news. Okay, so yeah. So even their explanation here is, is fucking arbitrary. So she shows. She doesn't really just show up, and even Batman and later Superman are like. Uh, I, thought I, thought here. I thought she was with you. I thought she was with you. Like, yeah, what's she doing great. here? Like, what? And uh, so Batman's like, while Superman's dead, kind of. Uh, Batman's uh, trying to redirect uh, Doomsday around the city to the uh, band of peers. Oh, this was the dumbest move, I thought, where... Yes, this is really dumb. Batman, pretty much, um, Doomsday lands on this abandoned island, which the god already mentioned is, like, this deserted island. Uh, Batman tries to, like, shoot him with the Batplane, and he's like, this isn't working, I need the Kryptonite Spear, and then leads Doomsday to Back Gotham. Back to the yeah. city, yeah. So, my main problem with Man of Steel is that he doesn't take... Zod out of Metropolis. Yeah. Batman literally leads Doomsday into Gotham. Yes. But to get his spear. But it's the band appears where the spear is. Yeah, but yeah. still. Th- think of the rest of the damage that they blow up the uh, what looks to be like the oil refinery. Yeah. Like all this property damage. Like 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 I can I can understand Superman not controlling a fight. I cannot understand for the life of me why Batman brings him yeah. there. So at this point, Lois somehow knows they need the spear. Yeah. Telepathically. Telepathically. So she, she just threw it in. And this, 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 this could be the same exact scene because she throws it yes. in and nothing changes in the scene the next time we see her. And she's like, I'm going to go back and get the spear I just threw in. And she can't find it. So at this and point. And then she starts suffocating. Yeah. And well, then, she, she goes in the water to try and get it out. And while that happens, Doomsday arrives and the building collapses on itself. And yeah. she's, she's in the water, she can't breathe. And then, uh, Doomsday's gonna blow the shit out of Batman, and Wonder Woman shows up in the nick of time, and there's a scene in the trailer, you see the trailer, you see this fucking scene play out, Superman shows up, and he's like, I thought she was with you, and, um, then they fight, and, how'd you feel about the, the three of them fighting Doomsday, just out of curiosity? I think that this was the coolest scene, I think it looked really cool, it did give off a vibe of, like, uh, an alt-rock video from the early 90s, like, early 2000s, like, YouTube video, like, when people take their favorite anime scenes and put a Linkin Park song over it, <laughs> but I thought the choreography, the cinematography, everything about the scene looked really cool, and the way they worked the three of them together, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a well-choreographed fight scene. Um, you definitely got Wonder Woman's ferociousness, like when she slices off Doomsday's arm and you see her smile a bit, um, which is also a very dark take on Wonder Woman. She's always she been t- like a warrior. Yeah, like, like her, her taking pride and like slicing off like a thing's arm is was was a bit new to me. But but I I recognize that's a take on Wonder Woman that's not. That radical. Exactly. That's not like Batman killing people. Yeah. And I I accept that. What about you, Ariel? I liked. The fight scene a lot. Good. Yeah. Okay, so. So Sly hated it probably. He's yeah. he's what I didn't like about it. There's a weird. There's no real cohesion between it. They, they, they like they 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 help each other, but like it's arbitrary. Like they don't yell out orders to each other or anything. Like they're, they're also they're just all meeting each other. I know, but like they could time. say like, hey, <laughs> here's, here's my big problem with it. Yeah. Sumit They're not a team. They're not a team, but here's my problem, big problem with it, because this could this whole ending could have been avoided just by talking to each other. Sumit saves Lois. While she's drowning, he has a spear and he's like, "I gotta take the spear and ram it up." And the spear is obviously greatly affecting yeah. him. I gotta go ram the spear up uh, Doomsday's ass. And <laughs> couldn't he just say, "Hey, Wonder Woman, take the spear, stab that guy. It doesn't kill you like yeah, it kills me." Yeah, I was thinking the That's same thing. True. Yeah, like they, they don't talk to each other during the entire finale at all. They talk to that each other. 
I, I will. Wonder Woman has him restrained with the lasso. Batman shoots the kryptonite gas at him. That leaves Superman with the spear. She has him restrained the lasso after Superman gets the spear. Yeah. After yeah. the spear. Like, it would make way more sense for Wonder Woman to have the spear. She's also yeah. way more weapon proficient. Yeah. Yep. And she has, like, a 15 armor class, so... Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> D&D reference. But, but, um, but uh, yeah, so... So, man, the spear is killing him as he's fly- using it, and he's flying towards towards Doomsday as Wonder Woman's restraining him, Batman's distracting him, and he stabs Doomsday, and Doomsday stabs him, and they both die. Yeah. Now, Doomsday killed Superman in the comics in my favorite Superman story, The Death and Return of Superman. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, he dies and comes back. But this is... Like you said, there's so many elements that make his death seem so, like, avoidable. Yeah. Where in Death of Superman, they do it so in a way that it is... He tries so many other things that this is the last resort. And this just feels like, oh, I guess he's dead now. And this is when the little boy behind me said, what's Superman doing? And the dad said, hush, son. And my heart broke in a million pieces. (laughs) Wait, really? Yes. Wow. Yes. And that sums up this whole movie for me. (laughs) A sad little boy in an empty movie theater asking his dad what's happened to Superman. And that's like a sign you understood with death his son. Yeah, like what? So they have the funeral for him. And uh, Lois is sad. This is actually the most effective scene for the movie uh, for me. I actually teared up seeing the Lois uh, Lane funeral stuff. Like that yeah. always gets to me. It got to me in the comics all the funeral stuff. When even though this is not Superman, we got much got to know before he died. It still t- touched me my Superman loving heart. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually two separate funerals. Yeah. One is a big military funeral for Superman with an empty casket. Huge. Huge. Yeah. It's a huge, huge casket. Casket, and the other one is in Smallville, being buried next to presumably his dad, I guess. And that one's just Batman, Wonder Woman, and like the Smallville the crowd and Lois, and that's yeah. the emotional one. Yeah, where the, the one that matters. The Metropolis one is much more symbolic, and I actually think this is. I, I agree with Sly. It is done pretty powerfully. Yeah, not as powerful as he said. For me, I was kind of like, okay, I almost get to go home, but like this is pretty good. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. I get to go home in like two minutes. <laughs> I well, love the scene. Point, I've been there for so long. But uh, so yeah, uh, at the funeral, Batman, Wonder Woman are like, we should form Justice League, and like, and Batman's like, yes, I failed him in in life. I will not fail him in death. And we will film Justice League and teaser for Justice League. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's uh, it's not a bad scene. Batman's like, we need to find the others. Um, All the metahumans. Yeah, the other metahumans, the people in the videos. He's like, he says that men are still good. And yeah. he's like super hopeful, I guess. That uh, seems to me die made him so hopeful. But then we get then we get the wor- the, the second worst editing scene of the movie. After the trailers, uh, we cut to Batman and Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is going to prison. He's getting his, his, uh, his head shaved. Because of course yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. So to become uh, classic-looking Lex Luthor, and Batman shows up, and uh, this whole scene is basically a teaser for uh, Justice League, and it's, it's, it, it emphasizes this movie's. It, it basically illustrates the movie what this movie is, because the big comedic showdown between Batman and Superman is interrupted by trailers for Justice League, and the funeral for Superman. I love that you call them trailers. <laughs> and the, <laughs> And the uh, final funeral touching scenes of Superman's death are interrupted by what should be the after credits thing for Justice League. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, this scene is pretty much Batman goes to interrogate like Lex Luthor and stuff or like tell him that he's lost and Lex Luthor starts like babbling like... Like threats at him. Like veiled threats that like, you know, our god, like, you know, our god is dead like Superman but like there are like, there are others out there. 
and that it plays coming from the stars. He yeah. just sounds and insane. It, he does, yeah. and it plays back um, and cuts to this painting that Lex Luthor says he hangs upside down, oh, yeah. and there's a line that he says that like d- 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 demons don't come from the ground; they come from the stars. And it pans exactly. up to this cracked like painting of a uh, this demon coming from the stars, and the the crack paint. What I got for this is it's dark side. The uh, the texture of the painting looks like dark side skin. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. The thing yeah. that's so weird to me though is like casual fans do not know who Darkseid yeah, is. Yeah, they, nope. they, they don't know anything about like, him. When they revealed Thanos at the end of Avengers, I didn't know who Thanos was at the time, because I was just yeah. getting into Marvel. But You like, saw who he was, though, at least. Yeah, but I saw him, and I was like, oh, he's in space. He must be a big space Marvel villain. I got enough from context. This movie has so many Darkseid references that even me, a big fourth world fan, yeah. didn't catch, because I wasn't paying enough attention, apparently. Sorry, Joe. No, there are not even that many. There's like three. But, like, nobody except someone who really, really, really knows this stuff is going to catch these references, and I feel like these movies are not for established fans. They're for new fans who want to see, like, this gritty, new, exciting Superman kind of stuff. Yeah. I feel like their target audience is not anybody. Yeah. (laughs) It's people who don't care about the characters, but know them so well. So the final uh, scene... Part of the Lex Luthor scene is Lex Luthor says the bells have been rung, ding, and he starts doing a ding, ding, ding sound over and over Very again. Very creepy. Which is reference yeah. to a mother box from the fourth world, Darkseid stuff. It's how Darkseid and his race of people like travel. Travel. Yeah. It's like yeah. teleport. Ah. Which, which is which suggests that Lex Luthor is a stooge of Darkseid, which completely fucks up any motivation he had in the movie, where he's against gods ruling over man because he wants Darkseid to rule over man. Apparently. Yeah. So good job, you fucked up. Uh, looks for his uh, uh, motivation in the final scene of the movie. Yeah. Alright, and then the final scene, well, the the final, final scene in the movie. The one that uh, um, Lex Luthor scene interrupted. Yeah, yes. Is a, uh, this is the weird part for me because Bruce Wayne is at the funeral. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts to Bruce Wayne at the prison as Batman, and then we come back to the funeral at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like this is a day later. Literally, it's Lois it's... Lane putting the dirt on Superman's grave. Yeah. And the dirt yeah. just. Rises a little. Yeah. So I didn't... Okay, I guess this is symbolizing that Superman's not quite dead. Yeah. But when does Superman have the power to raise dirt? Yeah, I don't understand, like, what is implied by the dirt rising, other than there's something going on in his body. I guess. But, But like, like, it's weird. It's It's really weird. My theory is that Darkseid's gonna come and resurrect Superman, and he's gonna be the evil Superman from the future Who makes a porno. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh. From the dream. So, uh, and and that ends that ends the um, the dawn of would justice. Would you call it a movie? The I, the dawn of justice. That that there was no justice for this movie. Now we've had the dawn of justice. Yeah, so we know the Batman and Wonder Woman are gonna go seek out those metahumans from the trailers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's it. The movie's yeah. over. And then we had to look at a bunch of people, a bunch of names of people that made a bad movie. Yeah. All right. So final thoughts, uh, Ryan. Um. If you are a superhero fan and want to go see this movie with your friends as just, like, a bizarre experience, I would recommend seeing it like that, but it is a bad movie. The editing is terrible, the pacing is awful, I was bored half the time, but there were parts that I was like, this is so bizarre that it's it's worth seeing once, but I would never see it again. Ariel? What about you? I'd say it's 
It's bad. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, it's definitely worth seeing in that context of, like, for fun to see how bad it is. But then, like, at the same time, I was like, I don't want to give these people my money. <laughs> but, like, I definitely wouldn't suggest any kids seeing this as, like, a superhero movie. Because, again, it's so dark and there doesn't seem to be much hope in it. And that's not they what I want to see. They kill Superman. In, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, they kill Superman. I don't... And that kid was so sad in the theater. I don't want any kid to see this movie. That's that's the way I would describe the, the the experience the best. That little kid being like, "Daddy, why is Superman doing this? Yeah. Why is he dead?" But for adults, I guess you could go for entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty bad. It's it's it's. I honestly prefer in some ways over Man of Steel, but I do think it's more poorly made than Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel is much more cohesive. But there's some elements of like, like there's some good elements to it, and we point the field now. But they don't come together in, in the proper way to make a good story. Uh, like Joe says, there are some scenes that suggest that Superman has some hope to him, but there's other scenes that suggest maybe they don't carry out as well. And, and any hope Superman has, he dies. Yeah. What about you, Joe? I think I'm the the lightest on this movie. As I said in the intro, it is. It is something that it, you can watch. Um, we can watch it, any it, movie. It's not, no, <laughs> you can literally like, watch like, any movie. But you can watch it as like a dark... Here's my issue with this is... I recommend this if you want to see it as like a one-and-done like one and done take on these characters in like an Elseworlds story. The problem is it's not an Elseworlds story. This yeah. is the bridge to kickstart their whole cinematic universe. And it fails for me because... This movie should get me excited for their whole cinematic platform and universe and all the movies that are coming out. And I'm not excited. This isn't yeah. a world I want to spend any time in. And yeah. and, they, and they really blew their load of this movie because they have the first appearance of Batman, first appearance of Wonder Woman, Batman vs. Superman, Death of Superman, teasing for Justice League, and yeah. it's already um, probably not going to make a billion dollars worldwide, which is, which is probably disappointing for the studios because this movie costs a lot to make. Yeah. So like, and this was their big shot. Like, what else is there to hype after this? Well, that's that brings me to my last question. That I want to ask you guys: Can the DC Cinematic Universe recover from this? Because it's the financial drop off is huge. The critical, it's doing worse critically than like any other superhero movie. Can they build a universe with this shaky of a foundation? Can they ever hit the point where they have? Maybe not as concise, but can they hit a Marvel Universe style after this? I think they'll never be able to hit a Marvel Universe style, and I think they should stop now. What they should try to do is make good standalone movies that connect naturally, like, over time. Like, don't try to connect it over too much. Just make Suicide Squad, make it be about a bunch of Suicide Squad members, make a Green Lantern movie, well, not Green Lantern movie, because they're not going to fucking do that. Make, make, uh, make Wonder Woman, make a good World War II a World One period piece, make Shazam, make all these movies, just make them good standalone movies, and have the have that naturally form to just earn the trust of the audience. Yes, exactly. What do you think, Joe? Yes, they can recover from this, but they need they need hope. They need Superman. And they, they, just they, need, it. they need they need Superman. Is I, that is the weirdest thing for me to say? But the only times I felt hope in this movie were the Superman scenes. Because yeah. really enough, despite being the alien, he was the only human character in this entire movie for That's me. That's a good point. And 
they need Superman. Yeah, I feel like to some... be, and they need yeah. Superman to be Sweet. Superman, and there, there are things I'm looking forward to this. Like if they do the reshoots for Suicide Squad, I think like that that can be a good like you know turnaround point for them. There's a lot of people who, even though I didn't think she was that great, there are people who liked Wonder Woman in this movie. The Rocks and be Black Adam. There are things that I can look forward to. I can and want to look forward to in the DC Cinematic Universe, but they they gotta have hope. And that is what this film was lacking. I feel like someone working on this movie got what Superman was about, but it wasn't Zack Snyder. I think maybe it was some writers. I think one of the writers got it. And I think Henry Cavill gets it. Yeah. He's great. I really think he gets what it it means to be Superman. In every interview he says, keep in mind this isn't a Superman you all know and love yet. So I think he has hope that maybe one day he'll get to play yeah. the Prince of Race Superman. But I think mm-hmm. he's like he's doing what Joe's doing and saying it's it's young Superman. Maybe he go into the inspiring figure. He be, he you know all known love. So what do you think? Do you think DC can recover? They gotta work really hard to get back from this. Well said. I think that yeah, they gotta work really hard. So thanks for sticking with us for this long <laughs> discussion. I'm exhausted. I've been Sly Crapper. I've been Ryan Lynch. And I've been Ariel. Fuck Joe. Stay in continuity. <laughs>